This program is brought to you by Edge Player Profilers Betting Intelligence Service. And so the move is you go there and you sign up for a three-day trial for 99 cents. You can do that right now. We're live, fellas! The juice. What's going on? We've done pretty well. We've done pretty well for ourselves. However, however, we did receive some critical feedback from the audience. Now, I have to tell you that I am the host of this show, and I was not supposed to be the host of this show. It was a rotating host. Oftentimes, it was going to be Cody, and Cody was like, listen, you're really good as the host of the juice. For some reason, the way you quarterback the show with Shervon and Ahan... It's a it's a it's a burrow to Higgins and Chase situation. I said I agree. I like doing that show. I was like, I'm glad it came through because I really enjoy talking to these two. And if it came through to you know Cody, who's who can be critical, he he, he speaks his mind. I was like, yes, I'll I'll certainly host that show. I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then we get an email from Kevin O'Keefe. And Kevin O'Keefe, he's been listening to this show for five-plus years. I know Kevin O'Keefe. He's given me some great feedback, and, and he said, uh, I enjoy the show, but I need more actionable information. You guys are too wishy-washy, and I would prefer that you debate furiously and just let the disagreement set and don't try to bend the show toward consensus on every point. And I said, okay. Okay, fine, good. I'll do. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, I, the, the audience wants a debate show, fellas. Here's the problem. I've seen the show notes. I've seen where we're going, and we're headed towards consensus. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Poor Kevin. He's not going to get the show he wants. Just I, Kevin needs to know. Okay, Kevin, I want to do the show you want. Okay, but I can't control these two and how they feel. And if there's a bet that is locked in, well, we're going to talk about how locked in it is. We're not going to argue. And you know, we're, we're going to try to do this efficiently, too. We're going to try to go five minutes per game, nice sort of TED Talk length show. We're going to fail. I know we're never going to do it, but that's the goal. Off we go, talking about the, the games ahead of us. Let's start with the the grossest game, the game with the worst team, Giants at Eagles. The spread is seven and a half. Eagles giving seven and a half to the Giants. The game total is forty eight. Shervon, how do you see things playing out? I like the Eagles personally in this one. I don't quite understand how they are seven and a half point favorites at home. When, when these two teams played and actually were playing their guys, unlike the last week of the season when the Giants had no reason to play anybody and they sat all their starters, it was a seven-and-a-half-point spread with the Eagles on the road. So now they're at home, and it's – or it was a seven-point spread on the road. Now they're at home, and it's seven-and-a-half. That's weird. Yeah, last time I checked, I thought home field advantage was worth more than just half a point. And – the Eagles won that game 48-22, and even getting to 22 took a late touchdown with like two or five minutes left in, in the game for the Giants. Right. Wasn't that that – that was a 
Miles Sanders goes nuclear game. That was a 30-point Miles Sanders game. To get 30 points from Miles Sanders, given his inactivity in the passing game, that means he was gigantic, titanic on the ground, like 150 yards, multiple touchdowns. That's what happens when the Eagles host the Giants at home. It's not, it doesn't have to be hard. To me, it and, doesn't have to be hard, and to take the Giants requires overthinking it. However, Kevin, Ahan may disagree. And I do. Uh, and Kevin, I'll start with an actionable for you. You want actionables? I'll give you an actionable, okay? To start the show, go take Darius Slayton yards, okay? There's an action. There's an actionable. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm, I'm getting the gross stuff out of the way first. Listen to this guy. Bad wide receiver yardage totals? God damn it, Ahan. What are you doing to us? I, I rarely take bad wide oh. receivers in the playoffs, but you have to for this game. Darius Slay shadowed Darius Slayton last time they faced off. He still had 40 yards. I think Darius Slay sees a lot more of Isaiah Hodgins, the better player, this game. They switch up the game plan a bit. They both play outside. More for Darius Slayton. What? No, no, no. What? Yes. James Bradbury is on the other side. It's fine. What are you talking about? It's fine. It's better than Darius Slay. You, you are every kind of wrong. Get out of here. <laughs> Ahan, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, I do. We are arguing. We are disagreeing, Kevin. Ahan is a fool. Slayton over. But uh, here's here's the actionable for against the spread. So the naive thing to do here is, well... Can we just change your name to the rake at the bottom? <laughs> the rake. <laughs> anyway... So the naive thing to do here is to say, well, the Eagles have been a bad run defense most of the season. Uh, the Giants have been a bad run defense most of the season. Eagles, what, what do they want to do? They want to run the ball. The Giants, what's their best weapon? It's Saquon Berkeley. Here's the thing. Philly, when they face a bottom 10 rush DVOA defense, right, when they face a bad run defense like the Giants, have they been covering the spread? No, they're one and three against the spread. The books have been overcompensating for them, and they're doing it again here. They're one and five against the spread when they're favored by more than seven. They have the bye week, and like Shervon said, it's seven and a half points when it was seven in New York. That's sus. It's because Brian Dayball is going to chew the clock. He's going to try to keep this close in an ugly way. There's no way I'm laying seven and a half points on a team that is the best in the league that relies on running the ball and wants to run the ball when they're ahead. They may get overly tempted to run the ball, coaxed into running the ball by teams with run funnel defenses, and they may they may grind a little bit too much clock with Miles Sanders, and that prevents them from covering every time. I understand that. But fundamentally, I also very much love seven and a half point spreads. Home team, home favorite who is a clear consensus favorite, seven and a half. That's my favorite bet on the board. I agree. I'll take that every time. I love it. Mm -hmm. Goes to seven. I like it a little less, actually. Call me a masochist. That's just the way I, it's the way I roll. And Ahan, you are wrong. If anyone is listening to Ahan, they uh, don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, he, uh, this is a huge mistake. And, uh, you know, I don't respect his position here. I am right. He is wrong. And Shervon is uh, on my side. So we uh, have the majority here. And the gavel Hammer. has struck. 
We're going Eagles. The hammer, really. It's, it's really, really, really a hammer. Now, what about what about the over? Over under. I'll take the over. Both teams are in the top half of pace in the NFL. I don't. I think the Eagles. If I could see my notes, Eagles are eighth in pace. Giants are fifteenth in pace. That's factored in the line, though. Ahan and Trevon. Here's the thing. The the answer is the under. Okay. The, if everything that Ahan said is true. Okay. And Daniel Jones. Last time I checked, his receivers are Slayton, Hodgins, and James. Washouts from around the league, just washing ashore. Right. It's like you know you know you ever see one of these uh, survival shows and these people they they freak out when like a water bottle washes ashore or, or like a cap. Right. Or just a, some random piece of plastic, like a piece of a bucket will wash it. And they're like, this is amazing. This made my day. I can think of so many different things I could do with this plastic handle. This is incredible. I, I just I just made 15 fishing lures in my head. This is the greatest day of my life. This is basically Daniel Jones when Hodgins washed ashore. He was like, this is the greatest thing. I was dealing with Kenny Galladay before this. So, and, and and their best weapon is their running back. And playing the Eagles is where running backs go to die in fantasy football, last time I checked. So everything points to this game going under and the Eagles still covering in what is, as I predicted at the beginning of the show, the pukiest game on the slate. So congratulations, Ahan. You were wrong. But also, your friend Shravan also wrong on the over and that's a strong position and i am saying it with conviction kevin now Bengals at bills also has the potential to get dragged into the mud i know that you hey the total is 48.5 because these are two elite quarterbacks that's why most of these lines are above 45 because it's elite quarterback against elite quarterback with the exception of you know, Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy, and then still lingering questions about Trevor Lawrence, but trending towards elite. The problem is Josh Allen has started giving the ball to opponents at a fast pace, which we don't like to see if you're a Bills fan. I picked the Bills to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and I'm regretting it, especially after what I saw last week. Three fumbles, two interceptions. Should have lost that game. And now the Bengals, they lose one, they lose two, they lose three offensive linemen. The key offensive linemen, like the key signings, right? Or the key developmental rookies that have grown into all pro players that were the reason why this team was poised to head back to the Super Bowl. They fixed their one great flaw, and now it's back to being an Achilles heel. 48.5. My initial position for betting this weekend was if there's anything that you're going to do is to take that under. I, uh, I'm, I'm there. I'm 100% there. I'm sorry, Kevin. I, I like the under for this game as well. <laughs> oh, my God. What's Kevin going to do? Wait a second. I know what Kevin's going to do. You're going to take the under, Kev! <laughs> These are two great defenses. In fact, did you know that the Cincinnati Bengals – allow fewer fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks than the Bills? Wow. Did not know that. The Bengals' defense is... It's good. Even even without Chidobi Awuzie. 
it's it's getting better and better all the time. Yeah, it's uh, imagine. Yeah, imagine if they were fully healthy. So this is this is exciting uh, to 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 watch these teams languish and just hammer the under. There's also going to be a wintry mix. It's going to be 30 degrees, not a lot of wind, but a wintry mm. mix potentially throughout this game. You guys know a wintry mix, right? It's about 30 degrees. It, it, it can't decide if it's going to be rain or snow, and then it's sleet, and then it's hail. Mm. So we're going to have those conditions as well. It's not great. Not ideal. Not great. Burrow under duress. Josh Allen regressing in the second half. It all points to the under. Do you guys have a position on the spread, though? Because the spread is Bills giving five and a half. I do. Um, and the last time we saw these two teams face off, obviously the game did not finish. Um, we had I had some Tyler Boyd action in that game that hit early, and I was excited for the game to continue. But obviously um, Joe Burrow has not yet faced the Bills for a full game in his career. Um this line opened for a split second at two and a half to three points on some books um, when the lines just opened up the night of. Um, in the morning, they realized that was a mistake because uh, the Bills are winning this game. Yeah, because of the Jonah Williams kneecap. They're like, wait a second, there's no Jonah Williams. What does that mean? Oh, all the math changes. No Lyle Collins, no J- uh, Jonah Williams, no Alex Kappa. Um, you, you take the Bills um, if... You set the line of Josh Allen turnovers at four and a half, at three and a half, at two and a half. I'm taking the under. He's not going to turn the ball over five times in this game. You simply take the the better offense um, or the better quarterback, the better defense by a little bit. Who's the better quarterback? It, it's Josh Allen. It, when he's not turning the ball over five times, it's Josh Allen. Even with the elbow, even with the elbow injuries. I don't injuries. know about that. God, Ahan, man, your takes today are terrible terrible yeah i know full full fade full fade today it's gonna be crazy when i'm oh and four did you i mean did you did you have a bowel movement at all or is it all just backed up into your into your mouth Now, shrimp makes me act some sort of way. Oh, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> this is putrid analysis, putrid takes. I'm not happy with what we're getting from Ahan. Well, I'm happy that we're we're disagreeing because that's apparently what the show was missing, Kevin. Now, Shervon, how do you feel about this offensive line? Oh, you guys, all you talk about is offensive line, offensive line. So... When you see these injuries come in on the offensive line in Cincinnati, what, what's, what are you thinking? It really makes me nervous because I, I think I, I would take the Bengals plus five and a half, and Edge would agree with me on that assessment. But I am worried that like the, the last uh, straw of Jonah Williams, once that breaks, then the whole thing just shatters. I am very – I'm concerned about that, but for everyone on the – Sacks are a QB stat crowd in mm. Joe Burrow's rookie season, 3.2 sacks per game. Last season, three and a half sacks per game. This season, 2.65 stats per game. So I I think he's getting out quicker and he'll need to today or this week when, with um, without 
his three starting offensive linemen and Von Miller is not going to be there. So there's a little bit of a reprieve. They're still pretty loaded on their front seven, but I, I would, I would trust Burrow to take care of the ball and think Josh Allen's going to give the Bengals at least one, maybe two. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you have these forecasting tools, right? These, uh, sort of a simulation based prediction tools, we have a betting intelligence tool called Edge, edge.playerprofiler.com. The problem is that Edge doesn't understand the impact of losing Jonah Williams. There's no way a computer can know that. So in these particular situations, the signal that you're getting from the computer system needs to be taken in context, right? So you you would give it a little bit less weight. Mm-hmm. But realize that even without fully appreciating this Jonah Williams injury, Edge still liked the under. Like the under regardless. Edge.playerprofiler.com. That was, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, this, the computer doesn't even understand it fully. And yet it's still like under, go under, go under. I'm like, uh, under, ah! right? I mean, listen, Kevin can feel free to take the over on this, right? <laughs> if he wants to argue with us in his head, he could take the over. Apologies for those rooting for debates around every game. We're not going to give you that. We're going to do our best. This one, it's hard to justify the over if you're a sane person. Now, what about Cowboys versus 49ers? This one, I feel some disagreement coming on. Well, I'm I'm on the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys against the spread is um, is the move that I would make, even though Edge would disagree with me on that. Yeah, Edge likes the 49ers in this. Mm-hmm. I Edge is unbiased when it comes to these quarterback brand names. You got to remember that. I look like the wheels of the Brock Purdy trade were gonna fall off at the beginning of that game against Seattle, and then. Uh, he kind of got it a little together in that, I mean, we'll give this to Debo and he'll run 70 yards for a touchdown to ice the game. Uh, I, mm. I, mm. Yak is not that sticky. Yeah. 179 of his 332 yards came off Yak last I know. week. I know. I know. I, I, I'm going to go back to the well and temper expectations on Brock Purdy. I have the Cowboys winning this game. I hope to God Ahan likes the 49ers. Kevin, it's it's time it's it's time to maybe pause the video uh, for a minute. There's some good French rap I've been listening to li- recently. Maybe listen to that for a couple couple of minutes. Oh no, Kevin's gonna hate this. Wait, are you about to agree with us? It, right in Kevin's face. I'm taking so so last week. Oh. Um, I took a stance and disagreed with Edge on the Giants Vikings um, over under. They like the under on that game, and this this was the only time during last week's show where I definitively said I disagree with Edge. I like the over. I was right. The, the over crushed. I was right in that instance. I'm going again and taking a stance and disagreeing with Edge. The Cowboys are winning this outright. Um, Brock Purdy already. You're allowed to disagree with Edge, by the way. You just have to know what you're getting. You're getting what the the clinical numbers-based analysis suggests. and But if you want to go to another direction because you think, oh, well, Dak's playing better, 
or you know, the, the, there's no way that a computer system could have appreciated this aspect of the Bengals' offensive line or the Cowboys' defense or whatever it is. Bet what you want. But I think, generally speaking, in the playoffs, the better team is the way to go. And the Cowboys are a better team because, yes, they are inferior to the 49ers when you add up all the units— Right, front seven, secondary, offensive line, you go down the board. Technically, the 49ers would have an edge. However, the difference between Dak and Purdy is 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 where it tilts Cowboys. And Brock Purdy, in his limited number of starts, has already 17 danger plays, 12 interceptable passes. He's, of all the quarterbacks and their stats under pressure, which he should face a lot of, which he hasn't faced a lot of this season— he is mediocre among NFL quarterbacks, a little below average when under pressure. Oh, these stats from Player Profiler, I love them. Oh, I love a good Cinderella slipper smashing, right? Smash that glass slipper. Just smash it on a on a big block of concrete, Ahan. We, we talked about Josh Allen and his turnovers, and Brock Purdy is the definition of due for turnovers. And this is a rare case where, like, film and then the numbers that you find on player profiler will agree that Brock Purdy has been getting away with missing big plays with overthrowing receivers and he just makes up for it by making one good read and checking it down that gets that becomes a touchdown and having the most talented receiving core I've ever seen I mean if it doesn't that I mean if you made a receiving quartet in a lab it would come out looking exactly like Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. It's kind of, it's kind of laughable. It's like the 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 football gods are so great. I love them, man. Football gods, man. You guys are the best, right? He's Mister Irrelevant. Like it's shame. It's embarrassing. And they're like, we'll make it up to you. He's like, how are you gonna make it up to me? Football gods. He's like, well, we'll give you the best weapons ever and give you a, a, a great defense and a, a, just a dream scenario where you glide into the playoffs on a, on a cloud. And, and even when you throw interceptable passes, they'll, they'll be dropped by the defenders. He's like, uh, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and, and in that same light, I'll agree with Edge's most aggressive pick of the week, which is the under on this game. See that? See there? Kevin's going to not like that either, but that's that's almost a given. It's a law. Yeah, it's a law of this show. I mean, if if Edge has the highest confidence, going against it would just be idiotic. And I'm sorry, Kevin. I mean, I wanted to, that's that's a firm red line on the juice show, Kev. And there's your actionable. I'm making that my play of the week. Uh, I need redemption um, on both the writers' roundtable and this show. My plays of the week have been going well. Last week was the exception with the Seahawks. It's basically the only bet I lost all weekend. My play of the week. That's my play of the week. Go with the edge. Go with under 46 and a half on this game. These are two quarterbacks that just have to, by the law of large numbers, do worse than they did the previous week. Dak turnovers every single week did not have one last week with just having fun it's going to be worse off for him it's going to be worse off for Purdy you take the under I also think that great quarterbacks like Dak are more defense proof than pretenders like Purdy final game most exciting game super high total 52 and a half Jaguars heading to the Chiefs 
Shervon, who you got? This one was a tough one, like gauging against the spread. I, I first of all get this out of the way. I think we all like the over in this game. So sorry, Kevin. Um, but if you made me have to choose, I wouldn't feel great about picking this against the spread. But I think I would lean Jacksonville just because I do expect them to score. So if you expect them to score and hit the over, I just don't unless the Chiefs put up like an a monster like 40 piece on them. I just I don't see how the Jags like aren't around because I think they're going to be able to keep up with them. And the line is nine at, on most books at the moment. So I would I would lean Jacksonville plus nine. God, I want to disagree with you so bad. I really do. Kevin's got to decide what he wants. <laughs> Does Kevin want actionable? Does he want us with a drumbeat saying, do this across the board? Like, hey, we've figured out you know, a couple moves that we all agree on. Experts agree. Make this move. Or does he want arguing, right? Does he want debate? Kevin's got to decide. I, I really I think the Chiefs will win. The Jaguars' defense and offense is just surging. This feels like, I mean, I... I in my head, I couldn't dream up a, a better backdoor cover scenario than the Jags on the road at Kansas City. It's got backdoor cover for days. All written all over it. I mean, forever. Written <laughs> in scrolls down the streets and like in out into the horizon. Edge is aggressively on the over for this game. It's the other pick of the week where they're aggressive on it. Um, and I am very happy about that because I was going to have the over on this game anyway. Oh, um, no. The actionable is God, you should Kevin's stack- going to hate this. God, get- Actually, the show's almost over. Kevin officially hates the show. <laughs> the actionable is you aggressively stack uh, in this game. You're playing cash games, DFS, whatnot, uh, like Kadarius Tony. If you want something really cheap, Jamal Agnew. Um, since 2020, Kansas City is 1-4 against the spread following a bye, including the playoffs. Doug Peterson is 6-0 against the spread in the playoffs, 5-1 straight up as a playoff underdog. Uh, the Jags are 8-5 straight up as a dog this season, and they are 5-1 against the spread in their last six. Um, Jacksonville was only a dog by more than seven once this season. It was plus 9.5 at Kansas City. They lost by 10, so barely didn't cover. Um, and that was despite Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony, Jarek McKinnon, and Juju all having huge explosive pass plays. They, the Jags defense has gotten better since then. Trevor Lawrence has gotten better since then. Everything points to the Jags against the spread. You either take the Jags or you don't touch the spread and you just play DFS. Well, let's talk about what we like, the bet we like the best for each game. So for this game, the over bet, right? Over 52 and a half, it's just not enough. Like, Vegas gets up to these numbers, like 52 and a half, and they're like, we, we got to stop. We can't go any higher than this. And we're like, oh, well, oh, oh, there's an opportunity. We'll go over that. Okay, so we want the over in this game. That's easy. Okay. I think we all agree Cowboys' money line is the way to go in Cowboys 49ers. Or the under. Cowboys' money line. Well, let's debate this. Maybe Kevin would get a kick out of this if we debate this. So so I like the Cowboys' money line. You like the under. Okay, so we're arguing now. We're, 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 we don't We don't agree. <laughs> Now, uh, Ahan, which break the tie. If you had to, to play one bet for this game, what would it be? 
I, I can't I can't put my top dollar on Mike McCarthy winning a game in the playoffs quite yet. I made my play of the week the under 46.5 on this game. That's the play of the week for me. Oh, I did not see that coming. Oh, you assholes. I'm so mad you're disagreeing with me. I lost this debate. Oh, brutal. I feel so bad inside. Matt, this will be like this will be like last week when both of you had the Chargers and I had the Jags. Oh, oh yeah. So you'll be the lone you'll be the lone warrior on this one. Make your money off Mike McCarthy. I, I like the Cowboys mm-hmm. anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Cowboys 49ers under. We agree. Bengals, Bills under. Yes. Yes. That one's easy. And I to close it out, we like Eagles against the spread minus seven and a half. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there with you on this one, Matt. I'm there. Ahan's not there. So we're disagreeing again. But we won the debate. Shravan and I won the debate. Ahan doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Don't listen to Ahan with this game. Listen to him in the other games. He's really smart with the other games. This game, fool. Total fool. And that, my friends, has been the juice. Oh, these stats from Player Profiler. I love them. Oh, I love a good Cinderella slipper smashing. Full fade today. It's going to be crazy when I'm 0-4. Kevin O'Keefe. The the public wants disagreement. Oh, man. Did we really lose Siobhan altogether? Collins and Kappa all out. I think it's a big problem. You've seen what it, how it, what it did to Brady. All right, let's go live. We're going to go rat-a-tat-tat. We're going to try to do this in half an hour. We're going to try to do rapid fire, five minutes a game. We're not going to do it. It's impossible. Now. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the gross stuff out of the way first. You, you are every kind of wrong. Get out of here. Ahan, <laughs> uh-huh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, I do. 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 Edge has the highest confidence. Going against it would just be idiotic. And I'm sorry, Kevin. Basically the only bet I lost all weekend. My play of the week. That's my play of the week. Basically the only bet I lost all weekend. My play of the week. That's my play of the week. Basically the only bet I lost all weekend. My play of the week. That's my play of the week. We are disagreeing, Kevin. Ahan is a fool. Slayton over. <laughs> anyway, I can think of so many different things I could do with this plastic handle. I'm sorry, Kevin. I, I like the under for this game as well. Oh my god, what's Kevin gonna do? Wait a second, I know what Kevin's gonna do. You're gonna take the under, Kev! Get out of here. Who is a, a clear and concise favorite? No, a clear consensus favorite. Get out of here. If anyone is listening to Ahan, they uh, don't know what the hell they're doing. Get out of here. 
The computer doesn't even understand it fully, and yet it's still like under I'm like under God a Han, man. Your takes today are terrible. Terrible. I was right. Oh no. Kevin's gonna hate this. Wait, are you about to agree with us? Right in Kevin's face? I'm so mad you're disagreeing with me! I lost this debate! The juice. Because that's apparently what the show was missing, Kevin. Actually, the show's almost over! Kevin officially hates the show! Kevin's gotta decide what he wants. Basically the only bet I lost all weekend? Don't listen to Wahan with this game. Listen to him in the other games. He's really smart with the other games. This game, fool. Total fool. I was right. Oh, brutal. I feel so bad inside. Your takes today are terrible. Terrible. Right in Kevin's face?